What do you look like? John Klein asked. Depends on who's looking, Indrid Cold answered. From the Mothman Prophecies. Violin Vice contains graphic and or explicit content, which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. I am John John. And I'm Audie. Hello. If you guys could do us a favor, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. And we are doing Mothman Part 2. Oh yeah, we got a whole nother episode for you guys. Yeah, so aren't you excited, John John? Because I sure am. Well, yeah, because, I mean, we were only focused on the one location... Last time, and this time... It's all over. It's all over the place. Yeah, that's right. All right, so what we're going to be going over is the various states and disaster connections and stuff like that, as well as a bunch of sightings and stuff like that. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And, oh, before we do get into it, I should just announce... John John has just moved, so we have a new recording location and everything, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And I'm also headed back into Wisconsin next week. So you guys, well, we're recording too this week, but uh, you guys will still have it like normal and it'll be released weekly. But mm-hmm. thank you guys for helping us out and sticking with us. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, should we jump into it, I guess? Absolutely, tootly. Absolutely, tootly. All right, then. I'd say that we're pretty on board with this. All right, first up, Chernobyl, 1966. Wait, 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 Chernobyl. That, that's like before Point Pleasant that we talked about last week. I do believe so. That's interesting. And some sort of, like, disaster happened in that situation. Kind of like the bridge that we talked about falling. Mm -hmm. So as many of us will be aware of, maybe not the youngest of you youngest listening to this, uh, the Chernobyl disaster was one of the greatest ecological disasters to ever strike the world in the 20th century, with countless lives affected both directly and indirectly by the nuclear fallout from the event the world would soon consider the name of the town itself, synonymous with the hubris of mankind and the disasters that can befall us thanks to modern science. But shortly before the fateful events taking place in the Chernobyl nuclear plant, a mysterious entity entered the town, one that many to this day say bears a disturbing resemblance to the Mothman. Dun-dun-dun. Oh, mm-hmm. I should have to say the HBO docu-series on Chernobyl is amazing to watch. Totally is it? I haven't seen it yet. Recommend. 10 out of 10. They do a wonderful job with it. Uh, it must be just crazy. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Oh, my goodness. Well, 
that is a pretty good segue because I mean, a lot of stuff happened. A nuclear plant had the worst case scenario happen to it. But after the citizens of Chernobyl were lost and records were scattered to the wind, official investigations into the paranormal events that took place there were difficult and the witnesses were soon lost in the shuffle after the events. But a few documents and stories were recovered that suggested what the creature may have looked like, and those descriptions are almost perfectly analogous to those described by witnesses in Point Pleasant in 1966 and 1967. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah, a little bit before, but somehow all the way across the world. Crazy stuff. But the creature was said to have no head, or essentially shoulders all the way across, but was described with eyes. Large, red, piercing eyes were reported by frightened witnesses in cases that ranged everywhere from fevered nightmares to accounts of multiple witnesses, now anonymous as they have been lost to history. The creature was said to have incredibly massive wings, easily large enough to give the massive bird purchase in the air and allow it to soar through the heavens and descend before frightened witnesses. Though surviving testimony of the bird suggests the sightings were nowhere near as extensive as the Mothman sightings in Point Pleasant, the Mothman's iconic shape and eyes have been connected to the Chernobyl disaster, and it was later dubbed the Blackbird of Chernobyl. Ooh. Now, I would say if he, the sightings happened after the fact and everything, it sounded like from that article that they happened a bit before, it would have gave more truth to the... Uh, Mutation stuff? Yeah, the mutated bird. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like a precursor to mutations. Sort of like the Black Death in Harry Potter, where if you see the Grimm then it means you're going to die. But if you see the Mothman, things are going to mutate or explode or break. Yeah. That, yeah. He's a predictor of death, apparently. Seems like it. Now, something a little bit more recent. Because that was, like, another one. That was, like, weird possible precursor, the prequel to the actual Mothman legend. Pseudo-Mothman. Might have been, like, the prototype if they were ever making that or engineering one and stuff like that. Who knows? A recent one, sort of, in 2007, St. Anthony Falls Bridge Collapse. Starting to see a bit of a pattern now? I am. I am. And 2007 still, feel, still feels really recent to me, but I know it's not anymore. Mm-mm, that was over a decade. Yeah. It was well back. But in 2007, an eight-lane steel bridge on I-35W collapsed during evening rush hour. 13 people were killed and nearly 150 injured, with many people claiming to have seen Mothman. After the collapse, George Nuri received multiple calls on his radio program, Coast to Coast AM, from people who said they had a Mothman sighting. Now, I think I know who this George Nuri is. I'm not 100% sure, but he might be one of the radio host guys that does commentary on ancient aliens. 
Oh, that's cool. Was this the Minnesota bridge? Like, I don't know if my timeline is lining up with that. Um, I don't know. There is a couple I-35s. But why don't we do a quick little research real quick? Make a researching sound, Audie. That is the Minnesota-Minneapolis interstate, like, I-35W. Okay, that so... That is Minnesota. That is right the... the Twin Cities. Okay, that is the bridge that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mothman in Minnesota. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Oh, boy. Don't you know? I don't know. Well, yeah. Well... We, we, we've had, like, he's considered part of our area and stuff, though I thought he was more like Green Bay area. I didn't think he was more like Minnesota side. That's pretty close to where I am. Yeah, it, it is pretty close to you. I didn't, yeah. I guess I, I knew more of him in Chicago than in Wisconsin, but yeah. Yeah. I guess he's everywhere. He is everywhere. Speaking of it, everywhere, he's even in Mexico, Audie. Mexico? Yeah, in 2009, in a connection to the swine flu H1N1 pandemic. Do you remember that super huge scare with that? Yeah, it was like nothing compared to COVID and everything. And we thought it was one of the more scary things at the time. But yeah, it started in a rural Mexico area near Chihuahua. Not the dog, the city. Thank you for clarifying. Yes, Chihuahua is is the name of a city in Mexico that bred the dog, hence the name of the dog being named after the city and not the other way around. Educate yourself. It spread throughout the world with more than 14,000 deaths confirmed worldwide because of this swine flu. Still, post-COVID seems like nothing. Big for the time, though. It was really big for the time. Huge scare for the schools. Huge one. But investigators traced the pandemic's origins to the month of April, just a month after more than 30 sightings of Mothman were reported in and around Chihuahua. So it's not just explosions and collapses. It's just disasters in general. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, there's nothing that really, like, shakes the ground more than an earthquake, Audie. He's involved with earthquakes, too? He's involved with an earthquake. Not just any earthquake. One that caused another power plant problem. We're going to Japan now. Oh, my gosh. I know what we're talking about. The Fukushima earthquake in 2011. Oh, yeah. That's the most recent catastrophic event linked to Mothman sightings, and they are near Fukushima nuclear power plant in March of 2011. So a seven-magnitude earthquake triggered the explosion and sent tremors to the entire region, killing hundreds of people. Now, a well-published story claims an American Mr. Marcus either pools or pules I kind of want to say pules. 
on a visit to Japan, witnessed the Mothman circling the plant along with his friend, who also saw the mysterious creature sitting on top of the nearby building. After a few minutes, the ominous beast suddenly disappeared. It's interesting that a lot of his spottings were done by, like, multiple people or multiple groups of people and not just, like, one-offs. Yeah, if it was just one person, it'd be kind of like a weird hysteria, but it's just, like, more than one. It's like... Groups of people are seeing him. Yeah. It's just like, there's there's something here. Now, here is, like, a word-for-word account by Pules. All right. Exerpted account of Pules. When all of a sudden we heard a loud and distinct whoosh. At first, my mind thought it might be the sound of the distant waves crashing ashore when we heard it again, followed by an ear pitching screech that shook me down to the bone and made the hairs on the back of my neck stand on end. We looked around for the cause of the noise when we heard the sound again. The best way I can describe it is a city bus's brakes when they are in need of service, loud and ear-splitting. We both continued to look around when my friend's attention was drawn toward the plant by another nearby couple. A younger couple, out for a walk, were staring toward the plant, arms outstretched and the obvious fear in their voice showing itself. I looked toward the plant, and against the lights of the plant, I thought I saw a figure silhouetted against the moonlit sky. The figure was large and black. From the distance I was at it, looked to be sitting on top of one of those squared-shaped buildings. It sat there for about five seconds, then it unfurled a large set of what I can only describe as large black wings. The only reference I can compare them to are from the old John Travolta movie, Michael, where the main character unfurls his wings and spreads them out to their full length. To say that this creature was large was an understatement. The creature then took flight and circled the plant at least four to five times. Some circuits he took at a fast pace, some he seemed to slow down. All the while, he kept his attention on the row of of square-shaped buildings that I later found out housed the reactors. The creature then came towards us, flying at least 25 to 30 feet off the ground. The younger couple, who had noticed the creature first, were now screaming and cowering, the man shielding the woman while shielding his head with a jacket. My friend and I looked in awe as this creature flew over us. That's why I noticed the two large red eyes. They seemed to glow from within with a blood-red hue. They were unblinking. In the three to four seconds we saw them, we knew they were looking straight at us. We knew this creature knew we could see it, and it made no attempt to dif- disguise itself. The sick, intense, and overwhelming feeling of dread came over us. A feeling that we sh- shouldn't be there was, to say the least, overwhelming. Now, after returning to the U.S., Pules learned of a CNN news report that Japan had suffered a devastating earthquake, resulting in Fukushima disaster. Now, after hearing about the dangerous radiation leaks, he remembered his encounter with the black flying creature at the now-devastated nuclear power plant, and thus coming forward with this. 
So. So a couple thoughts on that, though. The yeah. sound that he describes, it kind of sounds like, you know, the old Godzilla sound from, the, like, the classic movies, like that metallic kind of screeching. Yes. That's what I picture. And then it sounds like he's a human-sized mothma if he's hanging around, like, nuclear power plants and, like, wants that energy. I mean, right? that's kind of what I'm getting, like, vibe, too, because, like, that was a big Mothra thing, was that they would go to the nuclear power plants and, like... Their big thing was, like, their screech attack is part of what would beat up Godzilla and stuff like that. So, now, I'm having, I'm hitting a point where I've come up with a theory. Yeah? You've watched the first Hellboy movie, right? It's been a minute, but yes. You know how, like, there's this like, covert operation team that likes to, like, not be seen, and the strange sightings of Hellboy have been, like, all over tabloids and stuff like that. Yeah. What if Mothman is, like, a, essentially, an agent of some organization, and he just doesn't care that people see him? Men in black theory, guys. Men in black. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's not so much that they're trying to find an escaped pet. It's actually they're just trying to reel in a rogue agent. I could be, I feel like that should be explored. <laughs> anyway. Hey, do you love gold jewelry that has meaning? Do you want to emphasize your beauty and uniqueness? Check out libertabrilliere.com. That's L-I-B-E-R-T-A-B-R-I-L-L-A-R-E.com. They have a great selection of 18 karat gold-plated jewelry at an affordable price. I personally got the Yasami, a snake, and Isa, and I absolutely love them. Go to libertabrilliere.com and use code B-I-C-E, all caps, for 50% off. That's right, 50% off, all caps on the vice. And stay sparkly, darling. Anywho. On to another one. Again. 2011, a lot of stuff happened here. Like, there was a Chicago Mothman photo. Again, Chicago now. Ooh, getting into the territory I know about. Yes. Now, this is in August 2011. A man and woman were traveling through Chicago. The man's hometown neighborhood was nearby, and he wanted to show her around. He snapped a few images of the Indian statue on the roof of the local tobacco store. It wasn't until the couple were home... They looked at the photos and was surprised to see what appears to be a very large flying creature. The man enlarged the photo to get a better look at the object and felt it resembled a large bat. Unsure what it was, he sent the images to phantoms and monsters, hoping they or someone else might know what he captured in the photo. Now, I I think perspective plays a lot of poor, like a lot of tricks on a person's perceptions in these situations. Like I've seen like just today I looked at a bunch of funny pictures and because the concrete on the roof of a building matched the color of a parking lot below, the pigeons sitting on the corner of this roof looked like they were giant neck these cars. I'm thinking he just took a picture of a moth and didn't realize it. That that I could be it. That 
I feel like the quote today kind of nailed your point on the head, though. Mm-hmm. With what do yeah, I look just... like? Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's different to everybody. Now, that being said, a month later, well, almost two, two University of Illinois roommates were terrorized one Friday night as they dressed to go out with their boyfriends. So that September 30th, 2011, is one none of these young adults will ever forget. One one woman first saw the creature as she was getting dressed. The dark creature was staring at her through the third floor apartment window. That's creepy. Oh, yeah. Her roommate tried to console her and suggested she mistook shadows of light or some other logical explanation. The woman was adamant she'd seen the creature staring at her as though she were prey. Now, when the roommate's phone rang, she ran to her room to answer it and saw the two glowing eyes staring at her through her bedroom window. Now, the phone call was from her boyfriend and her roommate's boyfriend, but when they heard her screams, they ran over to the apartment. Okay, so... So far, a roommate getting ready to go out on the town sees some monster looking at her through the window while she's getting ready. She freaks out. Roommate comes in and says, oh, it was nothing. Then that roommate's phone rings. She runs back, goes to pick up her phone, answers it, and then sees the same monster looking at her now. So both roommates now have seen this monster, and now these two boyfriends heard a scream, and now they're on their way. So that's just a quick recap of what happened so far. Now, once the two women had calmed down, their boyfriends told how they'd been walking through the neighborhood park on their way to the apartment when they saw a six to seven foot tall creature perched on the basketball court hoop. When the Mothman saw them, it took flight. There were several people in the park who also witnessed the creature. The men said the creature resembled a monstrous bat. There were several other students who saw the large creature that night. All the, all the descriptions were of a tall, massive creature with glowing orange eyes that resembled what resembled a bat. Batman. Kind of. But it's like... They heard the screams of the girlfriend. They come running. They see something that basically that they, uh, their roommate, that they're not their roommates, the girlfriends who are roommates, they saw just a monster hanging out on a basketball hoop. So, like, it, it, there's a lot of different viewpoints and timelines that, match up to make it possible for this one at least but from 2011 through 2018 Mothman was spotted in Chicago and near Lake Michigan multiple times nearly 70 by numerous witnesses the witnesses described seeing a humanoid creature with bat like wings and glowing orange eyes so, that's, that's quite a few. Now, 
there's a couple more like sightings in Chicago that I want to get through. I'm just going to like quick go through the evidence of like what they have on report. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So the first one is a witness named Aaron Drain on August of 2017, the Westtown neighborhood of Chicago. And it was reported to Curious City. I don't know what that is. I think that's a journal of some sort. Well, they said, I was spending the afternoon on a rooftop, and I saw something in the sky, fairly high up and fairly far away. It wasn't being buffeted about by the wind. It was moving slowly, but not randomly. But yeah, that that's kind of crazy. Now, this next one is just submitted by a guy named Jeff. Just Jeff. Just Jeff. Just Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. But this is in October 26th, specifically, of 2017, in the Fulton Market Street, near the corner of Morgan. I don't know where any of those are. Do you? Can you say the first street again? Fulton Market Street. No idea. Yeah, no idea either. But this one was reported to the Chicago Reader. At first I thought it was a bird but none I'd seen before because it was just so huge in the way it was flapping its wings. The longer I watched it, it was like, what the hell is that thing? It was freaky, is what he reported. Now, some in 2019, at O'Hare Airport, pilots have seen Mothman. Mm-hmm. So, like, even up through 2018, this is crazy, but O'Hare Airport, but this is in August. A lot of them are happening in August, and I'm starting to get curious as to why. Summer months, I mean, that's kind of when moths are out the most. Chicago right. still has harsh winters, so... Yeah. I mean, so, I wouldn't want to be outside during winter in Chicago. No. But lots of August dates have been popping up. But a commercial airline pilot who was a former U.S. Air Force pilot, reported seeing a large human with wings perched on a rail. Its glowing red eyes looked right at the pilot as he was passing it in the airport shuttle on his way to the, on his way to the terminal to pilot a plane out of O'Hare. He was shocked at the brashness of the human creature as it sat perched more than 15 feet away from the passing shuttle, yet wasn't scared of being seen. He was shocked at the brashness of the human creature as it sat perched no more than 15 feet away from the passing shuttle, yet wasn't scared of being seen. Now the Mothman locked gazes with the pilot and turns it, turned its head to maintain eye contact as the shuttle passed it. The frightened pilot reported that the winged humanoid had glowing red eyes. It had human arms, hands, and legs. He was unable to see the feet, but the creature gripped the railing with its hands and didn't budge when the shuttle rumbled past it. The pilot described the wings as bat-like. Now another pilot... And oh, his co-pilot. The eye contact, though, that's creepy. Like, there's a possibility, like, because of how, like, 
bright and red the eyes are. I keep on thinking that maybe it's just misidentification due to like ref like reflector lights that are like on the back of, uh, well, like bicycles. Yeah. You know how like if you just get a little light, they'd look to be glowing red. But the fact that they're turning with him kind of takes that out of a possibility. Yeah. Either. Another pilot and his co-pilot reported that at 7.30 on May 31st of 2020, while taxiing on the runway, they saw a winged humanoid that was very large and black, and the creature flew up from the runway and disappeared into the sky. Now, a lot of sightings of the Mothman have happened at O'Hare. So, like, specifically, from the UFO Clearinghouse reports a USPS employee at the sorting facility located at Chicago O'Hare International Airport had came face-to-face -face with a Mothman creature, which was around 11 p.m. when the woman was leaving her shift and walking to the parking lot on September 24th of 2020. Yeah. So now we're getting really recent. Yeah, we're getting really, really recent. And a lot of it is Chicago. Yup. So you might have a point as to why you think it's probably a Chicago thing now. But she glanced up from her cell phone and noticed a tall man standing about 20 feet from her. Like 20 feet from her car, sorry. She didn't think anything of it, assuming it was a fellow employee. She hit her key fob to unlock her car and this turned on her headlights. The person was now illuminated and turned to look at her. That was the moment the woman panicked, realizing what she was seeing wasn't a person. The creature had brilliant red eyes. It stood all of seven feet tall, and when it turned to look at her, it unfurled its large wings. Now, it made an odd clicking, chirping noise before releasing a strange screech. Similar to the Fukushima. Mm-hmm. The Fukushima one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Point Pleasant, they also heard a screech there, too. Yeah. Well, but terrified. I was going to say, even just, you know, a man just standing there in the dark, like, by our car, that can be creepy in Chicago, too. It's pretty creepy in general, but all that put together is just like, that's, that's one big nope. Yep. Nope out of there. Big nope. Mm-hmm. Well, very much... In that spirit, the woman screamed and crouched down by the cars as the creature charged towards her. It charged? It, just, like, it charged. Ooh. <laughs> now, when it was just a few feet away from her, it flew up and over her. She dashed to her car and managed to get behind the wheel and sped out of the parking lot and home. There have been all kinds of stories about people seeing this creature around the airport. Now, UFO clearinghouse investigation notes into it incident that the witness was 17 years veteran of the USPS and has worked at the O'Hare sorting facility for the last 15 years. So, worked for the Postal Service 17 years, specifically at O'Hare for the last 15 now, she advised that on that night in question, she was walking toward her car after her shift had ended and was checking her text messages on her phone as she made the familiar walk to her vehicle. 
I asked her if there were other people around, to which she answered no, as most of the other employees leave right at shift change, and she usually sticks around to take care of the transition. So it was just her. Though as the witness walked to the car, she noticed what looked like a very tall man at the very far end of the parking lot that she reasonably thought was one of her fellow co-workers. As she walked towards the car, she deactivated the car alarm, which automatically turned on the car headlights. The headlights illuminated the person at the other end of the parking lot and turned toward her, revealing a pair of bright red eyes, and it spread what looked like a giant pair of wings. When asked how big the wings were, she could not give me a definite a definitive answer, but guesstimated that they must have been between 10 to 12 feet across. The bean then began making a series of clicking noises, which she described as a cross between a click and a chirping sound. The bean then let out a loud metallic screech that she described to the investigator sounded like the brakes on a large truck or train, not unlike other descriptions. The witness then described that it began running toward her in these very long strides at which it took off into the air. When I asked her to describe the bean and how it looked or flew, she said she did not look up at it as she was too busy flinging the car door open and diving into her car while screaming. The witness stated that she started her car and turned on the interior lights all while trying to keep her wits about her. When the investigator asked if she saw which way the creature flew away to, she advised uh, that she didn't care where it flew off to, and she was go not going to stick around to find out. The witness advised that she left the area in a hurry and did not slow down till she had left the area and had joined the main road and tra traffic. The witness was hesitant to elaborate any further, and the investigator decided to close the interview and thank the witness for her time. So that was UFO Clearinghouse doing an interview of this woman. Gotcha. Mm hmm Yeah. Probably the most scary encounter thus far. I would say so. It would be pretty... Yeah, it would Jarring. be pretty bad. Yeah. Now... I don't know the location per se of this next one, but it is also in 2020. It is on October 29, and it was considered a winged demon sighting in Schiller Park, Illinois. Do you know where that is? I'm not familiar. I am not either. But according to the UFO Clearinghouse, this sighting is still under investigation. So, what they have written down as, like, the actual, what they said, uh, I had gone to the kitchen to make myself a cup of tea, and as I was filling the kettle with water, I heard my mom scream and then call out to me. I dropped what I was doing and ran to her and found her in her room with the lights off. She told me to keep the lights off and to come to the window and look out into the backyard. I looked and saw a large creature with red eyes and very large wings perched on the back fence. My mother was whispering, Es un demonio, and started praying as we watched this thing. It was perched on the fence and it was looking side to side and kept slowly moving its wings. We looked at it for about a minute before it flapped its wings and flew off. Now the translation, Es un 
demonio is it's a demon in Spanish. So this was the investigator's notes on the sighting, specifically. That's just an expert from the witness. So the investigator contacted the witness and was able to speak with her via phone on Wednesday evening. The witness who reported the initial sighting is a 32-year-old Hispanic female, and the second witness is a 67-year-old Hispanic female. The witness says that it was about... 2100 or 9 p.m. in the evening, and she had gone to the kitchen to make herself a cup of tea. As she was preparing the kettle, she heard her mother scream, which prompted her to drop what she was doing and run toward her mother's bedroom. The witness indicated that her mother has fallen before and injured herself, and that is what she thought had just occurred. Upon entering her mother's room, she found the lights off, and her mother was standing by the window. The mother told her to keep the lights off and to come to the window and look out into the backyard. The witness did as she asked, and upon reaching the window, saw what she described as a large humanoid creature perched upon back fence. She described the creature as black with large jet black wings and had human-like features. When I asked her to go into detail, she said that the creature looked like what she could only describe as a demon. The creature had human-like arms and legs, and its head looked almost human with bright red eyes. When I pressed for more details, she advised that it was dark and she was about 25 feet away from where it was perched. She described the creature as looking around and that it was slowly moving its outstretched wings back and forth. She said they observed the entity for about a minute before it flapped its wings and flew up and out of sight. When asked if she had grabbed her phone to take a picture, she said her phone was in her room and she did not think of going and grabbing it and that she was not going to leave her mother alone. When I asked her if I could talk to the other witness, she said her mother was hesitant to talk, but eventually her mother talked to me after assurances that I would not publish her name or address. The second witness spoke only in Spanish and said she was getting ready for bed when she looked out the window and saw the creature perched on the back fence. She said she was scared and called out to her daughter to come and then started to pray. The witness was convinced that she was seeing a demon that had come to her house and prayed for protection. When I asked her for a description, she said that the shape of the creature and its posture reminded her of the depiction of a demon being struck down by St. Michael, except this one was solid black and with red eyes. The witness said she was very uncomfortable with speaking about it for fear of the entity returning, and that she felt that this creature was on a mission, one that was evil in nature, but she would not expound any further. She did mention that there were people in the neighborhood that she knew practiced brugeria, and that this thing might have something to do with that. I thanked the witness and left my contact information in case they had anything for follow-up questions or information. So, yeah. A mother and daughter witnessing a strange creature on their back porch, hanging out on the fence, looking yeah. like a demon. That's kind of the common description. Mm-hmm. 
to be honest, until that was mentioned, I hadn't actually thought of Mothman as having like very many, like I hadn't associated Mothman with demonic imagery before. Yeah, well, like I, the way that I kind of associated him is like he's either, you know, very bug-like in some descriptions, bat-like slash vampire-like, or demon-like. All of Mm -hmm. the above, I think, is fair game. See, I was just thinking, like, fuzzy, no-necked moth guy. I didn't didn't even think demon or anything like that before. It's just like, okay. It's the red eyes. Yeah. Uh, It has to be that. Makes sense. All right. We have one more to talk about. And this one happened last year. So three friends in Chicago were walking their usual evening trek on a lakefront trail around 10 p.m. on June 3rd of 2021. As they were walking along the path behind Shed Aquarium, they noticed someone standing by the railing. They didn't think anything about it since many people frequent the park that time of night. However, when they got closer they realized the large black figure was actually perched on the railing. By now, they were only a few feet from the figure. It turned and trained its red-eyed stare on them. The three women froze in fear. The creature spread its large wings, released an ear-piercing screech, and flew into the night. Three other women walking in the opposite direction screamed when they saw and heard the Birdman's screech. But yes, there's always one more sighting to do. Can't wait for this year's sighting. Yeah, no kidding. Mm -hmm. But that is all I have today on the Mothman is all the sightings and how it's all over the place. We saw some trends. There was some sort of connection with the summer months, never the winter ones. Yep, summer months and natural disasters, which is very Mm -hmm. interesting. Like something with power plants, something with collapses of bridges. Earthquakes. No. And just hanging out in Chicago for a while. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of lights in Chicago, so... And in a lot of dark places, too. So I, I can imagine mm. good hiding spots. Yeah. But, yeah. Is it a moth? Is it a bat? Is it a demon? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I don't. Yeah. But um, I think for next week, we might be taking a break and getting on with a murder case. And then Ooh. we may come back to funny... Or weird Reddit stories slash poems slash odes to Mothman and just kind of have a fun episode with it to wrap it up. That could be a fun way to do that. Well, you'll have to stay tuned to find out. We'll see. Yes, but we will be taking a short break from Mothman. Yeah, you know, just a little bit. Give him some rest. Yep, yep. All right. That's it for me. Audie, do you want to ask if people want to buy merch or something? Yeah, so if you guys want to buy our merch, if you could head to violentvice.com, 
we have our Big Cartel link there. Otherwise, it's vileadvice.bigcartel.com that you can type in, and it should take you to our merch site. We have t-shirts. We have tank tops. We have sweatshirts. We have stickers, and we have pens. Not like pens that you write with, but pens that you, you know, attach to bags or whatnot. Mm. So Thing, Things that you stick to stuff. Yep. So check those out. Um, also, we updated our sponsor page. Um, other than that... Fancy stuff. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think I have too much more. Um, no, that'll be about it for us. Support us on Patreon if you want to hear more crazy cryptid stuff. Yeah, JJ's Cryptid Corner, Cryptid Corner comes out every week. He does a wonderful job, and you can pay as little as $1 a month to get to hear those bonus episodes. And again, those are just another weekly dose of Violin Vice content. So mm-hmm. if you help support us there, it helps you know run the show because uh, you guys are listening to Violin Vice free, but it's not free to make. So it just helps us out on the business end, and you guys get stuff out of it. So it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's really awesome. And, you know, you get to learn about all the weirdness that makes me weird and all the stuff that Audie had to deal with growing up and all the stuff I had to deal with with Audie having to deal with my stuff growing up so it's all fun there's good stories on there good content and it's pretty pretty raw compared to uh Violin Vice episodes so it's pretty fun we've released a bonus mm-hmm. episode uh on all our platforms so go check that out see if you're interested and we'd appreciate the support All right, then. We'll see you next week for something a little more realistic. Yep, a little more crime central, so you get that crime Mm, element back. Great. We've been on a... stuff again. Yeah, yeah. But, Mm. uh, you know, a little of this, a little of that, and we'll be back to Mothman shortly. All righty. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Violent Vice Podcast. Cover art is by Colton Griffith. Music by Annabelle Rayback. And research done by Corinne Drybelvis. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Violent Vice Podcast or on Twitter at Violent Vice. That's V-I-L-E-A-N-D-V-I-C-E. No ampersands here. If you want to help support the show, please do so on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Vice. Or give us a once-off donation on PayPal with our email, violinvice at gmail.com. Again, that's V-I-L-E-A-N-D-V-I-C-E. To keep the spooky stories coming. Thank you.